TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host... Welcome back to the program, Mom Zev Brenner. I know I've known David Eisen for so many years. I believe it's the first time we have him on the air. He's the operating partner of a private equity firm, and he was the assistant secretary for management at the Department of U.S. Treasury from 2018 to 2021, and they had oversight over the IRS. And he's been an advocate for more funding for the IRS. So, David, good to have you back. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Zev. Nice to be with you. Likewise. Thanks for having me. You know, I was talking off the air, but from what I understand, it seemed like the Trump administration had more Orthodox Jews operating in the administration than any other administration in history, as far as I can tell. You were there. Is that is that accurate? Well, since it was my first time in government, it was the most Orthodox <laughs> Jews of any administration that I'd ever served in. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that were the case. Certainly more more high-profile Orthodox Jews. Well, from what I understand from Tom Rosen, from what you and I discussed, you built the first sukkah, I believe, in the White House, right? We did. I think it's the first sukkah in history on the White House on the White House uh, complex. And 2018, we 2018, we we had it, and um, or could have been two, and then 2019, and and then 2020. Unfortunately, we we had the covid and and uh there weren't there weren't very many people around so there was there wasn't as much of a of, of a need for it and and uh but uh, that was that was a very that was really an honor to be able to, to to create that symbol which was a symbol for sure for most of the world but but for the orthodox jews that worked in the white house and the treasury department it was a necessity and, and so it was it was great that we were able to do it because i heard there was black kosher food pretty regularly there were minyanim prayers prayer services uh, so there seemed like there was a lot going on if you were orthodox this probably was the administration to work at from what uh, what it sounds like it, it was certainly comfortable to be an orthodox jew in in this in that administration now, you wrote a fascinating article called Stop the Dangerous Rhetoric, the Truth About IRS Funding. You oversaw the IRS, you had, and, and you were an advocate for it, but now the reports have come out that they're part of the new bill signed by Congress is that they're going to be $87 million allocated for the IRS, and people are saying, well, this is bad. It's going to penalize people who are small earners. You're going to have 87,000 agents when guns are running around. You wrote a piece which challenged both the Democrats and the Republicans regarding the IRS funding. So let's look at that. You see this as a good thing, uh, while many of those say, hey, what do we need $87 million for more IRS agents? Well, let's for first start to uh, to um Correct. A, a billion, um, not, that, not, not million, billion, billion, billion. Let me correct 80, it to billion. Eighty billion dollars. Eighty. What you missed, What you just uh, transposed was that that at least it's been <laughs> reported that they would be hiring eighty-seven thousand new uh, uh, agents. So, so it was a. It's a. It's it's a fair and honest. Uh, so it's eighty-seven thousand agents, and and what's the budget for it? Eighty billion dollars. Eighty billion dollars. Eighty billion dollars. Which is not just for new agents. So let me let me. Let me uh, let me outline what it's what it's about, and and let me be, and then try to kind of address what 
both your question as well as what my article was about, which was that that um, it's eighty billion dollars, over half of which is for enforcement, um, which are which are audits and and uh, and criminal investigations, and and the rest of it is for operation support, which is really tech mostly technology. Um, as well as rent, they have 600 offices around the country and things like that. And then a, 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 um, um, a few billion dollars for taxpayer service and several billion dollars more for modernizing the technology of, of, of the IRS. So the most of the attention has really come on the, on the enforcement side. The fact that, that there will be $45 billion over 10 years going to enforcement that will essentially double the enforcement budget. Um, the, the gist of my article, though, was not whether that we, we can have an honest debate about that. And, and both Secretary Steven Mnuchin and I were big advocates of more funding for the IRS when we were there. I've written previously to to this last article a, a number of times about the fact that I thought $80 billion, which had been proposed already a year ago, was too much by at least a factor of two. That is somewhere between 25 and 40, I think, would have would have very much done the trick. That said, if I had had my choice between no funding and this, what I consider overfunding, I would have probably opted for the latter because the IRS has been desperately underfunded for the last decade or so. It's a it's less than half the size that it was um, um, uh, 20, 20 years ago with with a much larger workload. The, the, the gist of my article, however, was that there was uh, there was dangerous and irresponsible talk on both sides of the aisle, both for both advocating for this as well as as opposing it by by senators such as Senator Chuck Schumer, who made some very irresponsible statements, Senator uh, Ron Johnson, Senator Ted Cruz. And so the gist of my article was really calling them out for for what were gross misstatements of about what was what was really going on and 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 may really a plea for the fact that nothing we do in government the 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 defense department social programs homeland security can be could be paid for if the irs was 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 to fail the irs collects 95 percent of all the revenue that we use to support the government and 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 so we should be very careful in our rhetoric and we should be very careful in our facts when we when we either when we're when we're talking about the IRS. But here's the thing that I think a lot of people are saying eighty seven billion dollars, 80 billion dollars, 87,000 agents that are going to be out there, which means that who are they going to have to justify they're the cost, so you have to go after the little people. You have to go across the average taxpayer and the IRS is already the most feared collection agency on earth probably so this i think adds to fears and that's why there's so much reaction what people are saying why they need so much money uh to go after it's going to come on the backs of the middle class and the poorer people right so let me just give that some 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 context and perspective and 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 honestly people of goodwill can can debate this issue but i just want to make sure that the facts are understood Forty-five billion is going for enforcement. The eighty-seven thousand is not a number that the IRS has used. It's really one that the Treasury Department used in a report a year or so ago about and 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 um, it's it's a gross number, not a not, not a net number. 
So the IRS will lose 50,000 employees to retirement over the next five years. So so 87,000 quickly goes from 87,000 to 37,000. Not all of those people are for enforcement. So let's say even two thirds of them are for enforcement. That's about that will be about 20, 22,000. The IRS has 35,000 people approximately working in enforcement today. So so even if the IRS doubled its enforcement personnel and its enforcement enforcement budget, it would it would then be able to audit 0.8 percent, which would be a doubling of the number of of audits that there are today. Today, in the last couple of years, there was 0.4 percent of all um, uh, returns filed were were audited. In 2010, it was 0.9%. So, so the world didn't come to an end in 2010 when the number of people being audited was twice what it was. And there are really are. Um, uh, so, so I think it's I think that it's too much. I think it's too many. But I think that that some of the scare tactics that 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 some have used things like 87,000 new agents running around. Well, that's about four times more than will actually be the case. And and the fact that um, they'll be running around with guns, which was another another misnomer. 2,000 2000 um, IRS agents, criminal investigation agents carry guns. These guys, these guys are going after terrorists, drug dealers, traffickers, organized crime. People who, who who participate in those activities don't just don't just break the law in those areas. They generally are money launderers and tax evaders as well. The IRS has participated in some of the most important and largest na- national and international drug um, drug and organized crime and and terrorist operations and these guys are like like the FBI. These guys these are not. These are not guys walking around with pencils in their po- in their in their breast pocket and and uh, and and guns on their on their uh, on their on their hips. These these guys are are in the most dangerous um, at work activity that any of uh, that any of us could imagine. And and um, um, you know, thank God they've got guns. We're sitting with David F. Eisner and operating partner of a private equity firm. He was formerly the Assistant Secretary for Management at the Department of U.S. Treasury from 2018 to 2021, and he had an oversight over the IRS. His fascinating article is in The Hill called Stop the Dangerous Rhetoric, the Truth About IRS Funding. You mentioned a few moments ago Senator Chuck Schumer, but he asserted, quote, that the Trump administration did a despicable thing. They didn't order about anybody made over $1 million, and they said if you made $40,000, we're going to audit you because there is a fraud in the earned income tax credit, end of quote. Yeah, Senator Schumer should know better. The fact is, in this in the last year of the Trump administration, um, 8% of taxpayers who earned $10 million or more were audited. Um, 2.5% of taxpayers that owned, that earned one one to five million dollars were audited. So that's just not true that they didn't that we didn't audit 
um, taxpayers making more than a million dollars. Just to give you a a a, um, a comparison, that compares to point between 0.2 and 0.4 percent of taxpayers making 40 to 200 thousand dollars. So the 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 audit rate is is five to 20 times greater for higher um, earning taxpayers than for lower earning taxpayers. And the and the taxpayers at the low end who are actually audited, which he referred to, are, are taxpayers who receive something called the earned income tax credit. And that is a basically a a social it's like a welfare program that the IRS runs that sends money to to low earning people, whether they pay taxes or not. And it's a very highly um, it's a program with a lot of fraud and 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 um, miscalculation, if you will, in it. And when the IRS says that they that they audit these the, these taxpayers, they basically send them a letter. It's called a correspondence audit. None of those taxpayers ever have a IRS agent showing up at their house. They get a letter that says, we understand that both you and your husband, who you may not live together, both filed for the same child or or your income that we see reported as is five times what you said it was. And please clarify that's that's the extent of what what those audits are. They're called correspondence audits. And there and there's a lot of fraud in the program. So the IRS naturally has to has to follow up on on areas where they see obvious um, um, uh, problems. Well, you're saying that those that apply for the PPP loans during the uh, COVID time period, that they are also more subject to having these kinds of audits? No, no, no. PPP loans were, were made by the Small Business Administration and really have nothing to do with with audit rates. Um, so, so it's, it's, it's really a complete, there, there, are, the, the small business administration is also, I know I understood at the direction of Congress, because there was, there was a fair amount of fraud at, in the PPP program. I don't think we know quite how much, but the fact of the matter was, I'll, I'll talk about that because, because the, the Trump administration has taken some criticism for that. But the fact of the matter was, the the overwhelming need in 2020 was to get money into the economy. We could have we could have set up all kinds of bureaucracy to make it hard for people to apply, hard for people to get the money. We needed to get the money and we needed to get it out to people fast. When that happens, there's going to be fraud. Whether whether that program looked in its entirety will be looked at as one of the great successes of of not just the Trump administration, but in economic history or not. That is, we we saved the economy from from complete collapse. And the PPP program was an element of that. And so I I will very, very proudly um, wear the PPP program as as part of the credentials of the administration that I served in. No, certainly it helped a lot of people, but there was fraud, and I keep reading they're auditing people. I don't know if you say it's not the IRS, but there's some there's somebody auditing people uh, yeah. with the PPP loans. So I, I don't know, I was curious to know if that fell in the IRS domain. You said it doesn't. So, as uh, a taxpayer, we should all be happy that the people who committed fraud are being uh, are being investigated. Yeah, no, they should be. If they stole money or took money inappropriately, then it should be investigated. 
But, uh, but you know, we spoke about Senator Chuck Schumer. We want to be equal opportunity. Uh, you write about Senator Ted Cruz tweeted that the Biden administration has fully weaponized the Department of Justice and the FBI to target their political enemies. And with 87,000 new IRS agents, they're coming in for you, too. Is there, yeah. there talk about even the Obama administration about the IRS being politicized against right-wing groups. Is there a concern about the politicization of the IRS, especially with new enforcement powers, more agents, that this can become more prevalent? Well, let's make sure the answer to that is I think that's always something that we should be, uh, that we should be on guard for, and I'll, I'll come back to that. But what Ted Cruz was talking about, as well as, as um I quoted uh, Senator Ron Johnson as well with, with a suggestion that 87,000 IRS agents were coming after you with guns. And 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 so, first of all, it's not 87,000, as, as I pointed out previously. It's going to be more like 25,000 new agents um, with with a with a um, uh, an audit. Uh, audit rate that will still be lower than it was 10 years ago, even if all of those people get deployed in a year, which will never, which will never be the case. And second, how, how long, very, would, how long would it take to deploy that to have 87,000 people brought into the system? Well, oh. remember, 87,000 is net. It's going to be netted against 50,000 who are leaving. So the IRS hires about 7,500 a year anyway, just to replace those those who leave. So. I, I think it will take the IRS between five and seven years to 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 deploy the number of if, if the number is eighty seven thousand. I think it will take them five to ten years to 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 be able to hire that many people. But I interrupt you were talking about Senator Cruz and Senator Ron Johnson's statements. But the question about the politicization of the IRS is a fear that during the Obama years, right wing groups. Uh, were audited or couldn't get nonprofit status. There's a fear that whatever all the politically charged atmosphere we're in today, that we can see that politicization with more agents around, more enforcement power. There's more room for this kind of activity to take place. And and um, the IRS is probably the IRS has a has an oversight agency. It's Inspector General, which is the largest, I think, the largest in the federal government, and and and. The, the commissioner is is brought to Capitol Hill almost every month to to account. I think. Look, we always have to be, we always need to be on guard for politiz- politicization, but there are tremendous um, um, safeguards in place. Doesn't stop a rogue a rogue actor within the IRS from from um, um, from doing something, but but. Um, it's 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 not a systemic problem, and there are tremendous institutional barriers to to that. Um, but but you know this money should come around should come along with additional oversight, and, and there is a tremendous amount of money, several billion dollars in the in the um, in the bill for oversight. But and and um, but um, and, and and that should rightfully be be um, be utilized. Do you miss not being part of the Department of the U.S. Treasury? I had a, as you know, Zev, I spent most of my career in in business, and I had a really fantastic 35-year career in business on Wall Street and as a a software entrepreneur. But I have to say that working in the Treasury Department was the best job I ever had, and and, – tremendous honor to be able to do it and to particularly be able to do it during 
the period of time of 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 um COVID and, and the enactment of the CARES Act, where the Treasury Department was really the, the tip of the spear in all of the the economic relief that that was brought. And so um, I miss the people and I and I miss the 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 opportunity to have been of service. How is Steve Mnuchin to work with or work for? Um, well, I I had known uh, Secretary Mnuchin for uh, for uh, over twenty years. He he'd been a founder at, at one of my companies when I when he was at Goldman Sachs. And um, I always used to say then he was the smartest guy in the room uh, at, at board meetings. And and um, I think he was a a, um, a fantastic and historical um, secretary of the Treasury. And, and uh, it was it was a, a real honor and pleasure to work with him. It's a shame when each administration comes and goes, they clean house with some of the top people. So I guess you had to leave when the new administration came in. Yep, I I left uh, shortly before noon on January twentieth, twenty twenty one, but I was one of the last ones out the door. Oh, you were okay. You had to close the lights, but okay. Uh, now, what's been the reaction to your article to stop the dangerous rhetoric to truth about IRS funding, which was in the Hill? So, since I left government, I I published about a dozen op eds, and this was by far the one that has received the most uh, interest and attention, and. Uh, um, I have to say almost, almost exclusively positive. Um, and so it's, it was, it was gratifying. No, good, good to hear because it's people listen. The impression that the media gives out, at least when you read some of the papers is that 87,000 IRS agents with guns are going to be going around and you're going to have, you know, the audit of the people, people, the rich people can afford lawyers to challenge orders. The middle class and the poor can. This will be a owner's, owner's burden on the middle class and the lower class. So these are all things that have been out there in the media. And I think you're giving us some perspective of where we should and how we should be looking at the whole overall situation as far as the hiring of 87,000 new agents and $80 billion budget. I'd say if you're if you cheat on your taxes, you're, the chances are probably going to be double your, your, that your your chances of being audited will be doubled um, if you don't cheat on your taxes. Uh, uh, I don't I don't think you're gonna you've got you know too much more to worry about. David Eisner, operating partner of a private equity firm, he was the assistant secretary for management at the Department of U.S. Treasury from 2018 to 2021. He had oversight over the IRS. Uh, as you heard, he's a passionate for public service, and while he's been in the private sector and been in business, but he loved what he did. He's still writing about it, so we appreciate you being here with us. It was a pleasure, Zav. Nice to see you. Like, and send regards also to Karen and to Jason, wonderful family. We go back such a long time, and you, I know you're not as much in New York as you were, um, but do you miss New York? I I do, um, and, and uh, get back frequently. Thank you for joining us. Okay, Zev, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast, the pulse beat of the Jewish community. For continuous Jewish programs, talklinenetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the talklinenetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.